You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's Tuesday, so it's time for It's My Money with Brenthurst Wealth. And from Brenthurst Wealth in Pretoria is Maurice Smith. And Maurice, you sent me a piece earlier today, which was published on another website uh, a little while ago. And it says, retirement savings for every life stage. Now, South Africa has a very poor reputation for its savings culture. And before we get into the chat, just give me an idea that over the last maybe eight, nine months, have people started to, because of the the pandemic, do you think people have started to save more because their lifestyles have changed? Have you seen any evidence of that? Hi, Lindsay. No, it's good talking to you. Thank you. Well, on that topic, yeah, um, actually with this year being so strange and a lot of people actually having to go through a reduction in income, um, we've seen the opposite, unfortunately, um, because it has been a very difficult year for a lot of people out there. So, yes, a lot of people ha- has been forced to reduce their savings um, or start to withdraw from their savings because they just don't have any other um, way, to t- way to turn. So, yeah, um, I hope that in the future there can be more attention given to savings and also for the lack of savings that I feel um, the younger generation also, uh, they don't save enough because they aren't forced to save from their first paycheck like in an employer pension fund. So they have to do it on their own from the beginning and I don't think they give enough attention to that. So no, unfortunately, I haven't seen an increase in savings throughout this year. Okay. Well, thanks for making that point. Uh, You say in your first paragraph, saving for retirement remains a very important, if not the most critical component of an overall financial plan. So you can take your financial plan, but if you haven't got any money, there's no finances to be planned. So what you're saying is start saving. And then you go on to say, yet many people delay getting a proper retirement plan in place or save too little or not at all for retirement or other financial needs, as the many reports reviewing the SA savings culture have shown over the decades. Maybe we should start from the time that we first leave school or university and are lucky enough, or through our own skill, fortunate enough to get a job. So let's start in our 20s, I think. And you talk about that. That's the the start of our working life. We have to start then, don't we? Yes, that would be the um, most self-disciplined approach. So from your first paycheck to get into the um, habit of focusing, okay, 5% or 10% or any percentage um, of my salary is not mine, it's for my future self. To get into that habit of not thinking of using that money from the beginning, from the first paycheck. So even if it is a small amount to start with, just to make sure that percentage-wise, you're not using your full paycheck um, for daily needs that you do put something away because then as you go through life and you get salary increases to keep that percentage that you're putting away as a percentage on your full income so that you don't get used to using that portion of your monthly paycheck on other expenses. So you almost have to forget about that percentage like, okay, 500 rand is not mine. (laughs) I don't even think about it as mine. I put it away immediately for um, my future savings needs. So yes, that's something that 
you can get into from your first paycheck. And that is what I've seen. The best way is to um, handle savings because otherwise you put keep putting it off and you forget about it. And the sooner you start from with savings, the better it is because of compound compounding. Exactly. You say the following points. Aim to save at least 10% of your monthly income. Investigate tax-efficient options uh, for saving for retirement. Don't be afraid to take risks, though, because you're still young enough and time is on your side. So go into risky assets. Diversify with offshore market exposure. The one thing I will say before we get on to what's happening in when people get into their 30s is that when you're in your 20s, it's very, very difficult to be that disciplined because you think you're bulletproof and you want to go out and you want to buy a car and you want to go on holidays and do all sorts of other things that I can't even remember now. So it is important to have a financial advisor to sit you down and say, wait a second, just calm down a little bit and uh, balance your life. Wouldn't you say so? Yes, no, it's very important to get that um, self-discipline from the beginning um, to know this is not mine, but it's for my future the self um so and the fact that you do have a long um time ahead of you that you can get these savings accumulated uh, it it's in your best interest to start as early as possible to get that power of compounding within your investment and also because um you do have this long term that you can invest you can go into more riskier investments so you can go with the ups and downs of the market because you don't need the money. So over this super long term, it has been shown that um, riskier investments like investing in the stock market um, has outperformed other investment options like cash and bonds and those stuff um, over the long term. So the earlier you can start, the better. And even if it is not, a, even if you can't reach the 10% or what of your monthly income, just start with something. Because otherwise you forget and you just put it off for too long. So it better something than nothing. Yes. Now we go into our 30s. Uh, you know, the adrenaline rush of your 20s is now gone and you're starting to become a little bit more sober in your, in your habits. Uh, in your 30s, it's time to get serious, you say. And then you aim for a little bit more, 15% of your monthly income. But what are the other points? When you're in your 30s, you're probably starting to think about maybe, well, some people getting married, having children, that sort of thing. So it is time to get serious. Yeah. Also, usually in your 30s, your salary does start to increase. Um, and what I find also is when the salary increases, they want you also want to upgrade your lifestyle. So you, you want a fancier car, you want to move into a bigger house. And sometimes all of these stuff is actually unnecessary. So if it's not um, something that is extremely important, like you can't live without, it's not actually required to upgrade your lifestyle because then with that increased salary, you would be able to rather invest that money and save a larger portion of your um, monthly income if you just can keep your lifestyle in check. Because that's also a big problem in today's <laughs> world is people are living beyond their means. They're trying to um, compete with their neighbors, which is really ridiculous um, sometimes what we see. And you can't afford to um, live in a like a four million dollar rand house yes. if you only have got one million in in savings that doesn't make any sense to me no, no it's, <laughs> so a very, either, it's actually a very south yeah. african thing cars and houses and appearing to be wealthy we, we, we need to go on to the 40s now in your 40s you say watch your spending so 
you say careers typically gain traction at this life stage, often translating into higher salaries, perhaps additional corporate benefits and new lifestyle expenses. Uh, so people's lives have become more complicated because they've done the correct thing in their 20s and 30s. And then in their 40s, they say to themselves, well, suddenly my life has become more complicated. I've got the bigger car. I've got the bigger house. I've got the kids who want to go to goods or need to go to good schools. And we need to have holidays. And so it goes on. So you've got to rein in your expenses, I suppose. Yes. And you have to focus on your retirement plan. So you have to review your current investments that you do have. Because a lot of people forget to um, check if their investment strategies that they started in their 20s or 30s are still relevant with their life stage at that point. So Let's see if there aren't more, uh, more competitive products available fee-wise or make sure that the strategies that you are invested in is still relevant for the current economic environment that you're in. So that's important to take a serious look at reviewing your current investments. Um, and also at that stage, you probably get uh, bonuses or, for example, a refund from tax looking at rather investing those bonuses or those refunds um, into your retirement savings plan instead of using it in on other expenses. Okay, let's go into the 50s now. This is where it starts to get really serious. At this stage, you say you may think that you don't feel like retiring at 60 or 65 and will continue working beyond that. That, that is a reality in, in certain instances. Uh, but you're going to say thinking too much about what lies ahead is not a huge priority it should be, you say. Some people say it's not a huge priority, but it should be. This is where you're starting to get to the point where it's not make or break, but it's certainly going to shape your safe retirement, if you like. Yeah, it's a point in your life that you really have to start focusing on what your expenses in retirement will be um, to get a realistic expectation of what you would be able to afford taking your savings that you currently have and what you can continue contributing until you retire um, and getting an expectation of what income you can receive from that if you need to retire. Because not all people have the opportunity to work um, beyond 60 or 65. Some companies have very strict retirement ages that you have to stick with or they start um, forcing people to retire from age 55 and maybe that was not in your plan. So you have to get an expectation of what your savings now would be able to um, give you as a monthly income to just realize, um, to get a more realistic expectation and also to make plans of maybe downsizing um, your lifestyle a bit. Yeah, in your 60s, of course, your lifestyle downsizes itself because you haven't got the energy to do, do anything else. But you say, in your 60s, be prepared for living longer. Yeah, and I suppose 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when you got into your 60s, you thought, well, maybe I've got another 10, 15 years to live. Now you've got 30 to 40 years uh, to live. So again, another crucial area, another crucial decade for you in your 60s. What should you do? The, a very big um, consideration should be your income, your starting income that you withdraw from your investments when you retire. So it's very important to not withdraw too much from your retirement um, savings to make sure that you don't outlive your money because unfortunately none of us can uh, <laughs> determine the the how long you will be you will still um, be living so you have to make sure that if you do reach age 90 or 100 that you do still have savings left 
Um, so that starting income withdrawal is a very important factor to consider. And we usually say um, at age 60 or 65, do not draw more than 4 to 5% of your savings as, as a yearly um, income to make sure that you don't outlive your money. Yeah, don't withdraw too much from your retirement spending or you will outlive your money is what you say. Keep a very close eye on expenses. Always, doesn't matter whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 or 70. The fact is you you have to do that. But the startling fact is that you put out in your piece is that United Nations, the United Nations recently estimated that the number of people who will live to 100 will increase to 537,000 people this year. And that was last year, 2019, which is quite staggering because as you also point out it would be a major event if someone reached 100 uh, 20 years ago or something like that it's amazing we have to and and you as financial advisors of course have to tell people when you sit down with them when they're in their 20s that they may live to 100 and then therefore their longevity plan has to be extended yes and also that something that's very important and also needs consideration is inflation um you have to work that into your planning as well because what 20,000 rand gives you today is not going to buy you the same amount um, of not giving you the same purchasing power um, in 10 years' time. Mm. So inflation is a very big consideration to keep in mind when making these calculations of how much you would need Um, and also if you're thinking about um, what your medical expenses would be in 10 years or 20 years time because those increases yearly is a lot more than what the headline inflation numbers are and also other costs like electricity that's also getting much more expensive year by year than what average inflation is to have to take that into consideration. Maurice, thanks so much for your wise words. That's Maurice Smith from Brentos Wealth in Pretoria and that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brentos Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.